0: Road Trippin' fam, as promised, we are back with a brand new episode of Road Trippin' for you, brought to you by one of the newest members of the Road Trippin' fam, the Golden State Warriors. As mentioned before Monday's episode, Kareth Burke and Quinn Cook of the Warriors have joined the Road Trippin' family, and on their very first episode, they sit down with Houston Rockets guard Austin Rivers. The crew dives into Quinn's NBA journey thus far, Steph Curry's rise to stardom, the most underrated players to guard in the association, as well as, if you had to guess, which musical artist Coach K, from Duke, of course, loves, yeah, Quinn, the former Duke Blue Devil, he reveals it all. Kareth, Quinn, Austin, the warmest welcome. It's all you guys. Thank you, Allie. It's great to be a part of the Road Trip and team. I'm Kareth Burke, Golden State Warriors reporter for NBC Sports Bay Area. And alongside me is my co host, Golden State point guard Quinn Cook. What's up, Quinn?
1: Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thanks for
0: having me. And joining us on our first ever Road Trip and Golden State version of the pod is Quinn's former Duke teammate. Houston Rockets guard Austin Rivers. What's up Austin?
2: How you guys doing? Thank you for having me.
0: You know what this podcast is all about too because you have an uninterrupted pod. It's called Go Off with Austin Rivers.
2: Yes. How did
0: you pick that name?
2: Um. Well I, actually I originally picked the name to say Say What You Feel. Say What You Feel was the original name and then um, uh, TD with Uninterrupted um, ended up coming up with the uh, I have like a mixtape in high school, and it said like I, in the video, I said like I'm gonna go off,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it's like pretty funny uh, <laughs> the way I said it. So then they just said, "Why don't we go off?" Like that's yeah, it's kind of how it came about. So now it's I'm gonna go off.
0: I'm gonna go off. Yeah, Do people say that to you? Now? I get that remember? all the
2: time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Do people you even still say this. that. No, like I I remember <laughs> the, I remember the video. Like I remember seeing it in the video, but like saying that. Like I don't remember even what game that was. Like that's what, like. And I don't even think I went off that game. I just think I said it because I was I don't even know what happened, but after that game, like I'll go play some people like Austin, I'm gonna go off. I'm gonna go off right now. I'm just like, all right. Does Jordan that Bell, sound
0: like a-
1: Jordan Bell actually said that on the bench yesterday?
0: He did? Yeah. In so an Austin awesome awesome Rivers River voice? His, uh,
1: his, uh, <laughs> mixtape mixtape uh Ball is life mixtape yesterday.
0: <laughs> I remember so something you said. Stuff. You were so. watching it was mixtapes or um ankle breakers. Do yeah. you remember telling us about yeah. ankle breakers? Yeah. Who did you study on Anchor ankle, ankle Breakers? Um,
1: Steve Nash, like that, he premiered like all like the best ball handlers in the league. So like Al Jefferson was on, it, Steve Nash, Tony Parker, Baron Davis, Steve Francis. Um it yeah. had a couple of like bigger guards, T Mac. Had some Grant Hill on there, but it was mostly you know, for the smaller guys. So Jason Williams. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you no, know, those are really you no. Know, they were on VCR at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's how. Yeah, I uh, remember a I, I, I so lot like, the ankle breakers. Yeah, so that kinda gave me my you no know, love for you know crossing over and you know, kind of being flashy on the court.
0: You're rewinding the tape, it's getting scratchy. Did you watch it that much?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I mean I watched it a lot. I watched it a lot. You know, I, I knew each segment. Yeah. Um and and that was like oh three, because I remember Bron, D. Wade and Mello were rookies and they had their own little, you know, piece to it. So that's how Far back it goes.
0: Yeah, who did you watch when you were coming up, Austin?
1: Awesome? Uh, Dwayne Wade was my
2: favorite player growing up because um, he could do everything—you know, defense, offense—could um, take over games. I mean, he's retiring this year and is still actually playing at a high level. Like he could easily play three more years if he really wanted to, but he's kind of ending on his own uh, his own note. But yeah, I grew up in Florida. That was like the dude to watch. It was T Mac first. Well, I guess to be. Politically correct. It was Penny first, then T Mac, and then once those guys left, it was Dwayne Wade. It was the guy in Florida? Um, that was my whole childhood. Was Dwayne Wade? That's yeah. my favorite player. Still is my favorite player. Okay. I wanted to get his jersey after the game, but him and CP are like. I knew it was over for me.
0: <laughs> you knew no you had chance. No I had no <laughs> shot, man. I
2: like my wife, my fiance was like, "You think you, you're gonna get his jersey?" I was like, "I have zero yeah. shot of getting no this chance. man." I even went to him before the game. Was like, "Chris, Chris, getting the jersey he goes." You already know. Those <laughs> two, like, best friends or whatever. So I, I was just like, man, like,
0: yeah. All right, Quinn, I know you lived this moment. So I'm going to ask Austin, what did you think of D-Wade's buzzer beater against the Warriors? It oh, was this season. It was filthy. It looked impossible. What did you think watching that video?
2: That would, yeah, that was some, that was some, that, that would suck just because, like, it wasn't like a. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it. It's not the shot he wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So anytime a guy makes something like that, like I don't want to call it a BS shot because it's like he just threw it up it's there. It's Wade, kinda. though. He's going to make that. He just, you know,
1: yeah. yeah it's just yeah. So unfortunate. Right.
0: You and Steph had like your arms around each other watching that. I think you are watching on the Jumbotron. Yeah. Did you know that that shot was going to go in as soon as it left his fingertips?
1: I did. <laughs> I did. Um, you know, for him to kind of get his shot blocked twice in one mm-hmm. possession and when I saw him, catch it and get his right leg behind the three, I had a pretty good feeling it was going in. You know, we lost two games already before that on some really, really tough, tough shots. Dame Lillard and obviously James Harden and Oracle hits a tough three. So, uh, you know, that's what great players do. You get them in that situation, you know, most of the time it's gonna go in. So uh, it was incredible to be a part of because, you know, they're gonna show that clip (laughs) forever and like I'm in the background so I feel pretty good about that.
0: It's nice to have you guys in the same room. I know you go back even before Duke. Quinn was actually saying that you might have known each other since you were 10 years old playing AAU. I actually have a
2: uh, I didn't didn't notice until I got here when I first signed here Michael Carter-Williams was here and Michael Carter-Williams still has his high school laptop and on his high school laptop he has a video of all of us at the McDonald's freestyling (laughs) It was me, him, my Carter-Williams, Brad Beal, and Mike Cabongo, and um, uh, there was one more dude in there. I forgot the other guy that was in there. And we were all in there freestyling. They were so – it was so hard to listen to. Like, was, so is
0: someone doing beats, like, on the no, table? No, I had an or, an, uh, like we had, like, we had an right, instrument. Yeah,
2: definitely not that. Okay. We, had the, yeah, we had the instrumentals on the phone, and somebody would play them, and then um, I listened to my verse, and I tried not to, like, Man. throw up. I was so <laughs> – but it's—I mean—that's what it is. When you're in high yeah. school, you do things that you thought were cool at the time. Of like, course. I still freestyle now, but like it's for like fun. Sure. But like we were like really trying in this yeah. room. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Like competing against each like other. Like guys,
2: guy. we were comp- like guys were going yeah. against each other. Like we were like giving our all in there. Like Michael Bongo was like reading verses he had in his phone. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. You remember him? He, he had like all these songs. <laughs> who
1: Who was the worst?
2: Uh, Mark was no question, <laughs>
1: no question. MCW he had the terrible. accent. He has the heavy Boston. Yeah, his was no, no kind of accent.
2: Yeah, his was his was real bad.
1: Yeah, from what, what I remember.
0: When did you guys first become friends or become aware of each other? You know, just being in the um, same sphere.
1: Well, for me, I always knew about him. Um, we actually played against each other when we were ten. Um, you know, in Orlando actually, and uh, you know, back then there's no social media. Right. You know, We don't have phones, so you just hear you know, about players like at nationals or stuff like that at different camps growing up. And I think we reconnected in high school at, um, you know, various camps, top camps and stuff, but you always hear about him. Obviously he was number one in our class, Mm -hmm. you know, all the way up. So I think we got kind of close when we did USA basketball um, in San Antonio one summer. Um, He was on the older team, I was on the younger team. His team was Kyrie Irving, him. Um, my team, myself, Brad Bill, and we stayed at the same facility, and we just got close. Um, and, uh, you know, after that, you know, we went on, you know, official visit together at Duke and stayed in contact that whole year. Um, He's a big reason why I committed there. He was already committed. But, uh, you know, he was there the whole way, you know, uh, during my recruitment. And we got, you know, extremely close. Do
0: you want to take any credit for his recruitment? How much are you talking about? I can't can't
2: take credit. I mean, it started with, honestly, for us, I think it started with Kai. Like, Kai went there, and the stigma at Duke was before that was, like, you know, not not a lot of one-and-dones go there, and... You know, Coach K likes guys that stay there for three or four years. And then Kai went there, and that kind of changed everything and opened up the gates for, like, all the top players to start yeah. going there. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, me and him went there, and then it's just been year after year. Now, like, Duke's, like, the place for one yeah. of duns to go. Um, so I, I give credit, honestly, to Kai if I really had to. Yeah. I give credit to Kyrie for just kind of – because if he wouldn't have went there, I don't know if I, I – I was committed to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I decommitted, and when I started looking and then – I don't, I can't really speak on what the, you know the USA camp. Coach K was down there. You know. <laughs> it, it ended up working out for us, man. You know it was a good, um, it was a good, uh, it was a good decision because Duke great, was amazing. Great, I mean great, it was. I remember driving that? Uh, before I got the car there, we uh, what was that bus called? The. Uh,
1: what was, Bro, we had the. Oh, I don't even wanna.
2: Oh yeah, I gotta tell you a story. We had a, um, I ended up getting a Challenger. At, like midway through the year, like a Dodge Challenger. The
0: minivan? No, 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 like no. The, it's like, it's like the, the two-door. Oh, the vroom vroom, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, okay.
2: So I had one of those like mid-year in college, and freshmen weren't supposed to have cars, yeah. but like we were all just like whatever, like let's just, so I just brought it up there, because <laughs> yeah. we had this little random parking spot in front of the doors. Yeah,
1: one, one it was one, a spot. one
2: spot parking spot, but I was the only one with the car, so everybody knew it was like, yeah. my car, and we had practices at like 6 a.m. like college coaches do, they do mm-hmm. this, crazy shit where you practice at like 6 a.m. And uh, there's a, you can either take the what was it called? What bus was that called? I don't even the, remember. It's like a transit bus. You can either take that, or if you got up early enough, you can ride with me. That yeah. was like what, what would happen. So Q was always up. Q would be sitting right outside by the door. Marshall Plumley would always be like jumbling stuff like last minute. So one time it was me, him, Alex Murphy, and Marshall Plumley was seven foot. Yeah. in a two-door challenger. Yeah. Two-door. So, he got in the front row. He got front seat. He bullied everybody and got front seat. I'm driving. Alex Murphy went into the back seat and stretched long ways. We opened up the trunk <laughs> and put Marshall Plumley in the trunk.
1: <laughs> Closed it. Closed it. He was not trying to take that bus.
2: Man, he did cause he would have been late if, he, if he
1: you it's a walk. It's like a walk. Take the bus, couple stops. Uh-huh. Yeah, the bus takes it, stops. Then it's another, another stop where you get dropped off, and it's like a 10, 15 minute It'll walk. walk so like, there's man, no way he would have like,
2: made it on time. So like, yeah, yeah. they would always ride with me, and we would, if Marshall would get in the trunk, we would look for every speed bump, and just drive <laughs> super fast, and he'd be in back there screaming. So mad. <laughs> he got so angry at one time. We really went like dumb fast with these uh, speed bumps, and so I like, got air. Like he was like super angry. He never got in after that. Did,
0: did campus police know your car?
1: They knew his car.
2: Knew.
0: Did, did Durham police know your car?
2: He got a challenger like a, like yeah. a week later. Did you? Like right... When he left. Right he when left. I left, he got a challenger. He <laughs> got yeah. a red. It was red, right? Blue. had a blue one. Blue one. Blue, Duke, yeah. Duke blue one. Oh. I remember that, yeah. I was like, man.
0: <laughs> was Seth Curry ever in the car for this? No no no. no.
2: no. no one knows what Seth does, man. I still don't know what he does today. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows, man.
0: Why yeah. is he such a mystery?
2: Oh, he's just a mystery
0: man.
1: He's a mystery. But... <laughs> When he starts talking, he will not stop. Like when he gets in his little modes, yeah, right, he gets right, real right, comfortable you. talking about with
0: storytelling you. or trash talking or both? No, no, no. It,
1: I mean not trash yeah, talking, trash. but just like he's he's a talker.
0: He's a talker.
1: So like you get, yeah, right. You you, you 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 once he gets comfortable around you and mm-hmm. once you really get to know him, I was his roommate on the road for two years and or well, a year and a half, and he got comfortable and you know we we created a nice little bond and. You no, know, he talked a lot. I'm like, Man. where was all this at? Not, is where it- is this coming see, from? I don't,
2: honestly, I didn't know. I, don't, I still, I'm still yeah, getting see? to know him. I, I didn't know him like that. I never talked to Seth. This is the most I've talked to Seth recently, obviously, because yeah. he's with my sister now. I had yeah. no idea. Even now, you know, you get him in his yeah. bubble, like he'll just yeah, be like, yeah. and then one minute he'll start. If you get, if you strike a conversation that like really <laughs> interests him, mm-hmm. then he'll start talking. He's like the polar opposite of Steph. Like Steph's like super like outgoing and the cameras and everybody like loves Steph. Yeah. Seth's like super quiet. Mm-hmm. And like, if you get Seth in the right place and time, yeah. like, he's way different. Yeah.
0: What do you think about the Curry family's influence on the NBA now? Like, their, their web, their relationships, that kind of thing. Because, like, you're in that like family now.
2: Of, oh, no, no, sir. I'm in the. No? I'm in the Rivers family. Rivers
0: family? <laughs> Rivers fan? All right, you tell me about the Curry family. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, I think it's great.
1: I think it's great. Um, <clears throat> Obviously, um,. You know, I remember watching Steph in college and, you know, what he did for college basketball uh, was fun. Um, what he did for mid-major players and programs, well, I thought it was great. And, uh, you know, he wasn't a number one pick. He, you know, he he got drafted to Golden State and he didn't have, you know, great success right away. You know, he battled with some trials and tribulations of him getting injured and, you know, people, you know, doubting him. And then. You know, he, he took that next step in his career, and obviously he is what he is today. And, you know, for Seth to go undrafted mm-hmm. and have to go to the D-League and find his way to, to get in the NBA and him finding the right opportunity and taking full advantage of it because he's a great player in his own mind. And, you know, they all get it from, you know, Dale, who had a great NBA career. So, yeah. you no, know, I, I think it's great.
0: You guys study his handles? Seth? Yeah. Seth and Steph? Do You study the Curry brother handles. Negative, nah. Negative. no. Nah. I was curious to ask you that question because you you can compete with anybody. But as far as looking at the greats, do you consider Steph? Yeah, I, try, greats? I don't really
2: like to look at current players. I just mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I, I I watch I like watching I like yeah. watching Steph. You yeah. Know what I mean, like when they're on the especially when they play like a good team, I always watch the Warriors play. Especially since they're the team that we're trying to beat. Honestly, like that's the one team we feel. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Currently, right now, and here in Houston, like the mindset is like that's the one team that's ahead of us. Like that, we have to be off. You know what I mean? And we feel like we we feel like you know we um, are the the team that can challenge them the most. You know what I mean? And um, so I always like to watch them just because of that. Let alone yep. Steph. You know what I mean? But yeah, they he's been their family has been amazing <laughs> for basketball. Steph, like uh, Quinn alluded to, has has you know made it cool for. I don't want to say unathletic because he is an athlete. People don't give him credit for being an athlete, but yeah. you understand. what I mean, amongst comparing him to other players, he's not the most athletic guy on the floor nine out of ten times. and But nine out of ten times, he's usually the best player on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's changed the game. You know, kids used to want to dunk, and now kids want to shoot threes. Um, mm-hmm. He's changed the way basketball's played. It's a three-pointers league now. Uh, the effect that Steph has single-handedly had on the NBA is uh, – has been huge yeah. in Golden State, period. They've, they've set this trend where, I mean, now that we follow, we shoot 40 to 50 threes a game, you know, because we're trying to emulate what works and what they've had. Yeah. Um, and I think what he's been able to do off the court and staying clean, staying out of trouble, comes from a good family. And then his wife has, has her own success story. You know, Aisha has some of the best restaurants in the country. Uh, Sonia, the mom, is an amazing, involved mother who's always there cheering her family on. I mean, they have that, like, ideal, perfect family that you know the media has gravitated towards it and it's because it's a you know it's just natural to do that when you see something as special as what they have over there so i definitely yeah. commend them for that
0: when you guys are doing youth camps are you seeing 8 year olds trying to jack up threes absolutely <laughs> that's
2: all they want, all they want to do is cross yeah. over somebody uh-huh. they either want to shoot like Steph or have handles like Kyrie it's like that's, that's like the two guards that like if i had to pick two guys in the nba that like guards or kids try to emulate mm-hmm. it's not lebron because he's so uh you can't like people know they're not gonna grow up to be like him. You know what I mean? Like you I besides Zion Williams, I haven't seen nobody with the yeah. physically dominating So yeah. like kids, yeah. like LeBron will be a lot of kids' favorite players. Like LeBron's a lot of kids' favorite players, but in terms of who they want to try to play like, yeah. like they're so, not gonna try yeah. to play like LeBron because they know they can't. Like you're not gonna be doing the stuff he does. So who what's realistic for uh, a person? Well, Steph and Kyrie are like six two, six one, they're not freak athletes, yeah. they don't dunk on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are they they're just skilled. So yeah. that's every kid's dream is like and I think another guard that probably should be up to it, but it's not, is like Kemba Walker for me. is like one of the guys that I watch. And he's like the most underrated, hardest guarded, like hardest to guard in the league. In my opinion, he's the hardest. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick one player for me that's hardest to guard, would be Kemba Walker. Because um, he gets so low to the ground in his handles. It's crazy. Now that he's shooting the way he does, it's, he's impossible to guard. But yeah.
0: Who's underrated to you, Quinn?
1: Um, I love Kemba. Kemba's great. I think Lou Will is <laughs> underrated. Wheels, uh, he's <laughs> obviously what he's doing is, is incredible. There's so many guys like yeah. the, the the guys that, you know, that really don't get the the love. There are a lot of guys, though. It's a That's lot. A good point. Because like, I can name
2: like 10 right now. Like, yeah, Eric's another Air, one that like Eric guys Gordon's... don't ever talk about Eric's Eric's. A, there's a lot of Dennis Schroeder. I mean, he's, Schroeder. he's hard to guard. Like, he's there's a lot. Each team has like usually each team will have one to two guys. That, like, people don't talk about, Mm -hmm. that, like, people don't know if he was on another team with a better opportunity, he might average, like, 20 a game. Mm
0: -hmm. Why do you think Lou Will is doing it so well off the bench? Does that help a guy in in a certain way? I
2: don't think he cares because he started. (laughs) I played with him last year. Yeah. And there's a stick where he had to start, but he couldn't start enough a certain amount of games or else he couldn't uh, be eligible for the six man of the year. So then he's like, "Ah, I can't do this anymore. Okay. But his starting numbers and his uh, bench numbers are, like, the same. Mm -hmm. I think he's just like that's his thing it's become his thing now so i think he's just like i'm a six man guy like and he's made it cool you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um there's just such a stigma i think with being a six man like they don't get paid the same just Mm -hmm. for being a six man like if he would have been a starter starting these games you know lou is one of the most underpaid players in the nba he he makes eight million dollars a year and he averages the number of an all-star guys Mm -hmm. making 25 million dollars a year 30 million dollars a year so um you know it's unfortunate but uh you know that's just his thing that he's always been. And uh, I give him credit for sticking with that, even though, like, because he could have easily changed up for the money and been like, you no, know, I want to be a starter. I want to make starter money. Because there is a difference between starter money and bench money. There just is. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a good enough player to start on most teams in the NBA. And he's just stuck with what he does well.
0: The Clippers are exciting this year. Yeah. I mean, tough do, you, too. do you keep an eye on them just by virtue of your dad? I played there, so like, yeah. I don't want to watch them. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. they traded yeah. me. So,
2: like, even though, like, I want him to do well, like, I don't want to watch them. I feel you. Do, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I don't watch the Wizards play.
1: I feel you. You know what I mean? Like, how
0: much NBA do you watch as a fan of the game? Because I do understand him? where you're coming from. I do. Who? Yeah. Let,
1: let, let me let, let me, me let, tell, let okay, me tell. Okay, what's this. real
0: here?
1: <laughs> this dude right here uh-huh. loves basketball. He's watching NBA. Watching a little college, but I know when we was in college. We were watching every game. We we're watching mm-hmm. every college game every NBA game
0: mm-hmm.
1: watch high school like watch mixtapes this dude loves basketball and like he was the first first player i could say at my age like i saw like really work on his game like like it's, it's one thing like you know our kids uh no days off or you know guys come back to the gym after practice at night sometimes and uh you know get shots up but this dude you could tell he came you know, from a, a basketball background, just being around, you know, his dad his whole life, being around his older brother, um, and and just being around pros his whole life. Cause, you know, when I was in college and after practice, you know, I'm trying to get in a cold tub and mm-hmm. trying to get, you know, to the next thing. He's in the gym, like still going hard, game speed. At night, he's working out by himself, game speed. And that opened my eyes cause Dang, he's eighteen I'm eighteen like I need to start taking that approach and you know uh he wants to talk about basketball all day he wants to watch it he wants to find ways to get better and that kind of opened my eyes and as a freshman, he was probably he was our most competitive mm-hmm. player you know on our team obviously he was our best player too, so you know to have your best player work the hardest you know that that showed me a lot that opened my eyes a lot and uh you know, it kind of took my game to another level.
0: I always hear that word about you, competitor, or confident. And I don't think people know what to do with somebody who doesn't apologize for that confidence or right. minimize it. Do you always feel like you're up against that?
2: Yeah, I've always had this stigma, uh, whether it's for better or for worse. Um, some people like it. A lot of people don't. Um, I don't know what, because what, I've never done anything to anybody in terms of like... Um, like i've never disrespected any other player I, I i i don't know if it's it might be just because where i come from you know what i mean i, I come from uh, uh the word privilege money um i do come from these things i'm aware of that um so when you see a guy like that you usually don't see that type of kid with a chip on his shoulder because mm-hmm. people are like why does he have a chip on his shoulder he has no reason to have a chip on his shoulder but i had it for my own reasons you know what i mean i had it because i was in a shadow my whole life i was tired of being referred to as doc's kid that's doc's son um and that used to motivate me growing up. So I used to play like angry and a chip on my shoulder. I still do now. Uh, it got even worse. I thought it'd get better, but then I went and played for him. You know what I mean? So all the hard work I've ever done got like just wiped out with that. So now I'm playing for them. So then I had to start from like sc- scratch again. You know what I mean? And then, you know, now I'm here. It's been a crazy year for me personally. You know, I go to D.C., then I. Get traded, then I get waived, and I sign here. So it's been like a whole different wave. And then I found actually a pretty good situation for me. So I'm, just, I use all these things to like motivate me. So that's why I play with that level of whatever you want to call it, confidence, cockiness, whatever people view, view it or use it mm-hmm. however they want to. But that's why I play with that, just because I feel like I have so much to prove and get better at. And people sometimes take it as me being um, something I'm not, um, but. I always tell people. People who know how hard I've worked, or how hard I work. They would never, um, they would never second guess me or question me, because um, I've always tried to outwork people. Because I felt like I've had to, and you know, it's my background's different from a lot of guys. From ninety nine percent, the only person I know, is Steph, is the only guy that can relate to me in terms of, um, uh, you know, that type of background. But yeah, um, and I'll give credit just real quickly. I'm not talking too much, but. Um, Quinn, um, when we first got to Duke, you um, know I know a lot of people know his story, but like I was like one of the hardest working dudes at, when when we were there as a freshman, and I felt like Quinn um, was the only guy who like took note of that. Like mm. he watched me work, and then like it raised his level of work to where like Quinn became like the hardest working guy, to where like I would go to the back to the dorms after working, and then I would go to my dorm and I'd be like, I'd check into his dorm, i like, yo, where's, and uh, all the guys would be in there playing video games, they like, where's Quinn? And they'd be like, Quinn's at the gym. So I'm like, oh, so now I gotta go back to the gym. You gotta go back. So I, like, cause I had this thing where I like, yeah, I had to be hardest yeah. working guy, so so I'd be like, man. <laughs> so I get back in the car and he's there working, I'm like, guys, dude, this dude yeah. never stops. So then he started working, and he went from being like a guy who didn't play his freshman year, to by the time he was like his second, third year, he was like the captain of the team. Yeah. Was in a whole different shape, whole different level of a player, whole different attitude. Like y'all know the raw Quinn of like O'Kill DC yeah. <laughs> Quinn, like freshman year. From then to like his third year, like the leaps he had to go to. Yeah. And then they say like, oh, he's not. You know, he doesn't have a pro body. He doesn't have all these things, right? All this, all this negative stuff. And he like goes to the G League, or then was a the D League. Yeah. Dominated that for like multiple years. Still never gave him a chance. I don't get, I don't understand that whole thing with the G League stuff. I don't get, because there's like guys down there who like could be, you know, there's probably like two or three of them who like definitely could be in the league, but for whatever reason, it's like if you do too well there, they're like, oh, he's just jacking shots or he's just scoring.
1: It's (laughs) an interesting dynamic. You know, and then he
2: makes it to the league. And I I always told, I told someone this the other day, I don't think it's a coincidence that Quinn has won. Did you win in high school? Yep. That you win a national championship in high school, Mm -hmm. a national championship in college, Mm -hmm. and a championship in in, in the NBA. Mm -hmm. And like people could say whatever they want, like, oh, he went to Duke. He went to, like, that stuff doesn't happen by Mm -hmm. chance. There's a lot of us who have been playing for good NBA teams and good colleges and don't do all three. You know what I mean? And like, he just has a winning mentality. um, And uh, that's definitely something I picked up from him uh, in college. Just, he'll do anything to win.
0: Yeah, and, Quinn, for the listeners who don't know, you went from the G League to the Warriors to a championship last season. You went from the, the Cavs, the Mavs, the Pels, the Hawks, you know, bouncing back and forth. How did you deal with the doubt or the uncertainty of your journey, knowing that you had this NBA dream? You're good enough to be here, but maybe the path was pretty yeah. windy.
1: Um, great question. Uh, I just think for me, my confidence was always there. I always believed that I belong. I've always had friends like Austin and Anthony Davis and Brad Bill, who Victor Oladipo, KD, guys like who are stars in the league. And they always kept confidence in myself. Like for me playing the game in LA to have him come watch me play in the D league. Like that doesn't happen. Like when I was in Canton, LeBron came to watch me play. Like Mm -hmm. that, that doesn't happen. You know, and those guys kept my confidence. I knew the work I put in and, uh, You know, growing up, I always had confidence in myself. Like, I was a McDonald's All-American. I was All-American in college. Like, I just had to take a different route, and I appreciated it. And obviously, last year, when Steph went down, when I started to score 25, 30, 25, I didn't act like this was new, because I had been doing it my whole life. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that was just a great opportunity for me that I wanted to take advantage of. And, you know, everything happened for a reason. You know uh five teams passed on me but you know i got on the right team and i just want to keep building
0: rewind back to those duke days how did your confidence start building there how did the competition level build between you guys how did you feed off each other to make this good thing and to sprout all of these awesome nba careers
1: um well uh coming in you know uh we were the two you know highly touted guys coming in so we already had that bond um so you know, he shot me out on his mixtapes, I shot him out of mine. I see him get 30, I try to get 30. Just, you know, we had always had this friendly competition, but it was all love. We were never, you know, just trying to tear each other down. We would always build each other up. I remember we had gotten to it, we played against each other in the uh McDonald's All-American game. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be an all-star game, an all-star event. <laughs> right. And we're talking trash to each other at, at the end of the game. <laughs> That's how competitive we were, but it was all love. Like
0: yeah. we
1: always Built each other up. And, uh, you know, when I got to college, I was hurt. So uh, I missed the whole summer. I missed all the preseason. So I didn't get to play right away. But uh, I saw what he was doing in college, like, from day one. And it just was motivation for me. So to keep working, keep working. I see him after practice. Keep going, keep going. I see, you know, coach yell at him Mm -hmm. about defense, and he'll not (laughs) – make excuses and he'll just try to fix it you know I I just kind of leaned on him when I needed you know advice or anything because I wasn't playing at the time and then I got thrown into the start lineup and now we start feeding off each other and uh it was great man it, it was just a great year for me that year you know kind of propelled me until un, until you know a, a great career in college um and I just think you know, with him being there with me, him coming back, you know, we had a mm-hmm. lockout that first year. Yeah. Uh, he was coming back, and, uh, you know, yeah, it
0: was great. What was Coach K like?
2: Um, I think Quinn would be able to answer that more <laughs> just because, you know, he spent a, you know more time with him, and, you know, he won with him. I, I think guys who have won with him have a different ball, yeah. I truly believe that. You yeah. know, I think uh, the one-and-done guys that go there usually tend to be like, you know, I hey, appreciate you coming here. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you for helping our our brand to do basketball. And I thank them for learning stuff that can help me be a professional. It's kind of like this, like, it's almost like a year school. They like try to like, we, well, me, Coach K would talk while I was there. It was never about like, he would always talk to me about like the next level. Like, yo, you got to start doing this better. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to do this next year, you got to start doing this better. It wasn't about like, because he knew I was out. So it was all about like, I think he learned that with Kai, and then it's been like now every year. I think he's doing that with Zion and RJ now and yeah. Cam. I think he's like just – you you mold them. But in terms of relationship, the guys that win with Coach K – have a different have a different ball, and i'm sure uh, quinn can allude to
0: that what do you think because i actually met when i was working in durham i worked Mm -hmm. there three years so i was Mm -hmm. ahead of you guys it was like it was um john shire it was kyle singler it was g it was those guys but i remember getting to know coach k a little bit he was funnier than most people might realize was that your experience with him yes how was he funny
1: just 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 anyway he like loves beyonce does he he loves beyonce so, I didn't even know this. I had so no idea. He, like, loves Beyonce. So, uh, I remember one time. It's going to be the clickbait right there. <laughs> Did we, he? We weren't practicing. Like, we weren't practicing the right way. And so we, we come in, and he, he's, like, the ultimate motivator. If it's giving us a highlight tape right before the game or, you know, just anything, he, he'll he make you, you, know, really feel like you can beat the world. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, We weren't practicing well, and it was trickling into our games. Um, just barely beating teams, we were supposed to, you know, uh, manhandle. And, uh, you know, so we, we come in the film, and it's this big dark arena, uh theater. And, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, Kevin, turn it on. That's our uh, video guy. He's like, yeah, Kevin, just turn it on. Doesn't uh-huh. say anything. And it's like Beyonce. And it's like just her walking, her, like, talking to her dancers, talking to you know everybody in the room, how she wants this, how she wants that. She's like, what is she getting to? What is he getting to? And he's showing how hard she's practicing. She's rehearsing for her show. And she's going full speed, you know, sweating. Like <laughs> she's like, ah, oh, this is I didn't like I didn't like it. Like just she she was really demanding, you know, greatness in practice and in, in, in her rehearsal. And then it transferred to her doing the show that night. And I was just, you know, little correlation about how, how hard we need to go and practice for it to transfer to the game. And, uh, it, I mean, it was, like, Coach, what are we doing? Like, Beyonce. It, yeah. yeah. But, it, but, I mean, we start practicing a little harder it, after that. Is so. it
0: okay that in my head <coughs> I'm imagining Coach K doing the single ladies dance? No. No. Yeah, <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, don't do that. No, 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 no. no? Coach, Coach got too much swag for that.
0: Mm. Yeah. Has he ever met her? Do you think he's yeah, ever, yeah. like, and then, and then, uh, used his influence to got, Beyonce and jay He got
1: awarded I think Sportsman of the Year or Coach of the Year, it was, mm-hmm. it was him and Pat Summitt and, uh in New York. And uh, so, like, Jay-Z was there, LeBron. So there's a picture of, of oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Jay-Z. It's like Jay-Z, LeBron, Beyonce, yeah. and Coach. And, like, you know, Coach, like, all four of them is in the picture. So Coach, you know, just smiling regular. Then there's another picture with just him and Beyonce, and he is just blushing. His face is so <laughs> red. Like, he...
0: What he, on earth yeah. would they talk about, do you think?
1: I they, they both great. they both great in their fields. They were talking well, they
2: about their respect. own greatness? I guess, yeah. I guess talk about just winning in life. <laughs> yeah. I, that's they both do. I, I had no idea he, uh, he uh, had, a, had a thing for Beyonce. That's, that's pretty funny. Because
0: what's the music he likes to listen to? He sounds like he, to me, I feel like he would be like an old-fashioned kind of guy or like a secret country music fan, something like I don't that. Know. Yeah, what I do Yeah, I, I see
2: him listening to like Frank Sinatra.
0: Mm.
1: I see him listening to like, Temptations. Yeah. Yeah. Is I mean, I think he got some. I a little bit. Got, yeah. I think he definitely,
2: some definitely different. has. I mean, you don't. From my experience, I'm sure Quinn can say this. Like, to get to do what like him and Calipari have done, to get all these players, and I'm not trying to like make this into a racial thing, but like obviously a lot of the players are black mm-hmm. and African American. Like, you have to be able to relate. Yeah to get guys to come to your school. Like, yeah. guys don't go to a school if they think you're, like, corny or, like, yeah. this dude can't relate to my life. Like, mm-hmm. he has a, uh, even though he's uh, I think he is Jewish, right? Yeah. Um, you know, he has his own background of, like, not coming from a lot and, and fighting. Yeah. And, like, he has yeah. a relate, a rela- whether it's music, I know we're talking about, like, temptations and stuff like that. Like, he would surprise you. Yeah. And thinking, yeah. like, Good. Coach K wouldn't do these things. Like, you know, he would. He's very more, a lot more relatable to, to, to the young guys than people think he is and uh. There's a reason why guys go there and then they always come back in the summers and have fun because, like, you know, everybody likes them.
0: Yeah, everybody loves Duke. You talk to Duke people and they love
2: Duke. The people that don't go there hate Duke. Yeah.
0: Curious about that. Did you guys feel like villains when you were in school?
2: Facts. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And do you honestly?
2: Didn't help me. I was already hated before that. Then I went to Duke and then that, that was like... The whipped cream, and then, and then the I played shot. with my dad, and that was the cherry on top. <laughs> people were like, "We're off him."
0: <laughs> Do people understand Tobacco Road and how great like the Duke Carolina rivalry was, all that kind of stuff? Like,
2: I think it's more it's more uh, crazy for the fans. So like, okay, because like, a lot of us considered the other school. Like a lot of North Carolina guys almost went to Duke. Sure. Some Duke guys mm-hmm. almost went to Carolina, but once you're there, like you're there, uh-huh. and um, the fans take it very serious um as they should it is a fun rivalry there are two top schools that are like what is it, is eight, yeah, miles? eight miles eight miles apart yeah. whatever it is and um you know it's 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 i feel bad for zion that he didn't get to play in that this year um yeah you know that's, I mean that, that, was, that was the biggest uh bummer for me watching them this year just because everybody knows he's gonna going to be on to bigger and better things but those like memories of those games don't ever leave you yeah. playing yeah. in those rivalry games he's not going to get those back and he, he's going to go on to do amazing things but like I always, like, I mean, you could ask guys like Kevin Durant's stature and Steph, like, some of the f- most fun times in our life are even the high school stuff, the camps, like, because once it gets here, it's all, like, such a business, and it's your job, and you got to do this, yep. and you got to do this, like, yep. when you're in high school and college, it's all about, like, just being free and trying yeah, to win, and trying to win, being goofy, and, you know, <laughs> you're not held accountable for your actions, you can do stupid stuff and get away with it, like, th- those are the stories that you remember for the rest of your life, so... Um, I feel from that he won't be able to to do those things, but yeah, that that rivalry is uh, is special. Incredible. All right,
0: memory time. You hit the shot against Carolina <laughs> at the Dean Dome. You ended like a thirty or thirty one game win streak. He right. had the that funniest.
2: Right. You know what? Well, I hit that shot. He, if you what go back you and watch that, he has the funniest <laughs> <laughs> reaction out of everybody. So I hit the shot. Right. First off, when I shot it, I thought there was three seconds left. So when I made it, I thought there's still like a second or two left. Yeah. So I just yelled. I didn't like. If I would have known it was at like, the buzzer, oh, I would have done something. Stand. Yeah, I would have like sent something to the stands had, or threw away. up a symbol or something. I, I, but I just yelled and I was about to turn. And as soon as I turned, they came and they like ma- Like I, they all, the whole team like jumped. I was like, oh, this shit must be game. Yep. Yeah. I look up like this, like I'm on the ground. All my teammates are on top of me. I just see Quinn talking to the other fan, like.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know it is?
2: It's I'm, I'm sitting there like that's a like typical Quinn's like going like this with his jersey, the crowd's screaming at it, it's dead quiet in there. All you hear is like Quinn's voice. He's
0: like, <laughs> That
2: was the uh, man, that was
0: do you recall it this way too? Exactly how I went. <laughs> man, we
1: weren't supposed to win, we that supposed game. To win. right? We were no, down like we, 20 at one point. Yeah, that team was really, really good. Yeah, that Carolina kind of, mm-hmm. team was crazy. We had just lost. We had just lost to Miami, right before that. So our our aura wasn't, you know, where where it should have been, and we just went in there and just
2: <sighs> and we stayed with it. And everybody had like a part. Yeah, like everybody. every player played well. Like we started out slow. Certain guys were hot. And then, like the second half, like Ryan Kelly got hot at one point, and Andre got hot at one point, and then Seth, and then Quinn came in, and hit big baskets, and then Mason played well, and then I played well, like yep. everybody, like
1: everybody. That was our best
2: team win of that season. Everybody contributed. Um, and then, like the shot, just the shot happened, and um, the play was actually, I think, for Andre to come off a down pin down screen, but it was over. I mean, when I got it with the big, I was like, no, no, you know. Mm-hmm. I actually shot that same shot in the game before versus Miami. And we lost.
1: We lost that game. We were
2: down like two or th- we were down three. And coach wanted a quick two and I came off and it wasn't there. But I had that big who was that big dude for uh
1: Reggie Johnson. Yeah,
2: you know, the big dude Reggie for Johnson. Miami. yeah. And I shot that same shot and I I just missed it. Mm-hmm. And then so when I got back in that situation, I almost like hesitated, like shit, like I don't want to shoot this. You know what I mean? And then I was just like Psst. I just waved him off and then I just shot it. And I honestly thought there was time left. And then I looked back and our team was like, Yeah.
1: yeah I think that- I think why I went so crazy was because that was our that was our first Carolina Duke game.
2: Yeah, it was our first. Yeah, that
1: was our first game. So, you know, insta we didn't have Instagram at the time; it was just Twitter. Right. And at that time, if you were a Duke player, like yeah. every single day, like you get mentions from fans, calling you this, calling you that. Yeah. So we got there, we got to Carolina, and we're warming up. Oh yeah, that's brutal. And, and yeah, and that was my yeah. first time yeah. experiencing that, like yeah. at that level. Obviously, you we go we go places. Where everybody's biggest game. But they don't hate you as much as Carolina d- d- did. And uh, so that was my first time really going through that. They so I like was I was pissed. Right you? there
2: behind the basket.
1: Oh, man, and I was our pissed. Our tunnel
2: is right there. So, like, when we come to – they came early for our shoot-around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. they're all sitting there waiting. The gym's, like, empty except the fan section.
0: Okay. And they're
2: sitting there waiting for each player has their, like, slotted or whatever time to shoot or do whatever thing. I just remember coming out of the um, tunnel – and this, like, chubby white dude was in the front with, like, baby blue paint. And he was like, oh, here he comes. <laughs> here he comes. I'm sitting here like, what is going on? And I'm, like, walking to go shoot. Every time I shoot a shot, they're like, this. Like, they're, like, saying something. I'm like, this is crap. I'm just trying to shoot, get warmed up for the yeah. game. And I'm like, yeah. this is nuts. I remember an old lady cussed me out that game. Mid-game. I went to, uh, she was sitting front row, and she had to be, like, 80-something. not Like, she was old-old. <laughs> like, old-old. And she called me something something motherfucker. I was like,
1: eighty years old.
2: Yes, I remember this. I'm not making this up too. Like this is this is like for real. Cause I remember, I was like they really do like. I always yeah, thought it was like a fun rivalry. Yeah. They
1: really that's, do like hate us. That's though. why we that's lost like, it. We lost it. We lost. What it. What was the
0: bus ride back? Oh like, man, yeah, because yeah. when we got back, oh man. Yeah, on campus, what did you oh, come man. back to?
2: <laughs> I, I, I had a girlfriend at the time. So it was, my girl was there, you know. that I thought damn, you said
0: you didn't have a girlfriend. No, I didn't. Oh. okay.
2: Yeah, did. Uh, I, I had a
1: girlfriend, <laughs> so it was I couldn't do uh, nothing, man. You know, when we got back there was I we we, we walked in our little uh our little bar They They thought I was Austin Rivers, the way they greeted oh. me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought I hit the
0: shot.
2: <laughs> there, was no, like was th- there was like 5, 7,000
1: people there. Like yeah, it was, like sitting it was there. incredible. I pulled up.
2: There was like <laughs> You couldn't move like to get to the like. uh We put up in the circle like right in front of, yeah, the, uh, in front of camera the camera door, yeah. but we couldn't pull up all the way because people filled there, this are. Are they shaking
0: area. the bus? Are they? They like, want to shake, but okay.
1: damn near, damn near.
2: So we get out the bus. They barely like can open the bus door, yeah. and we're we're just like weaving through. Yeah, it was Somebody crazy. brought a um, boombox and started <laughs> playing music. Nice. So like people were in there like dancing, having fun, man. Like people, were in, I'm like this is crazy i'm looking we all lost to, each other like yeah. everybody was like all right it's just <laughs> to, to, to beat
1: carolina um <laughs> i played them at carolina four times i won three times um but the way we beat them
0: mm-hmm.
1: like that was a memory that even like i won national championship and it wasn't as wild as you know because you win the championship you you stay in the city that night and you fly back and it's during the day so it's kind of like Okay. You know, yeah. it's very welcoming, but it's like that night we were still riding off the adrenaline from the game and right, the fans right. it were was crazy. So, yeah. It, it was, crazy. was crazy. Can you even look
0: at the color baby blue and like feel something? Does it make you like baby blue? I am aware of it though. Like when I wear it, <laughs> no I'm just like, man, someone's like, gonna like, say something. No question. Mm. I wore baby
2: blue sneakers in a game uh last year. Someone sent me like an Adidas mm-hmm. colorway or something, so I wore it and like somebody like Took a picture on their TV and like sent it to me on my Instagram. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing, bro?" I'm like, looks,
0: "What do you mean?" Cool. Like, I like the, the shoes. Really baby blue sneakers. Yeah, people, yeah, I wasn't
2: aware. Why would I put them on, I'm like, "Oh man, these
0: ones <laughs> kind of baby yeah. blue." But no, no. I was
2: wearing them and I was just like, "Man, people are gonna say something."
0: What do you recall about the Cameron Crazies? How good were they?
2: They were great. Um, uh, I think they've actually picked back up again, a bit. I mm-hmm. thought. My year, our year there, they were a little bit like, for whatever reason, it was like a little bit. If you go back and look at like the 90s and early 2000s, mm-hmm. Camber Crazies, they were like nuts. That's what they got that reputation for. Yeah. I thought our year or my year, the, our freshman year, they were like pretty good. They weren't like as crazy. And then that year they won a the national championship. It like picked it back up. And then ever since then, like I'm watching them now and like I was like, man, they. I mean, Yeah. It, I mean, they. I mean, I, I can't really complain. We sold out every game. So it's like we have never had like a game where like no matter who we played, mm-hmm. there's never that student section was never empty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are so, I, and I don't even know if, it's like, you know, you, you, when we play like New York and stuff, you'll see people wearing like Harvard shirts and you're like, did you really go to Harvard? Because like you see everybody wearing them. Like, yeah. I see so many people have like the Duke logo and the Duke shirt. I'm like, that yeah, I many people went to Duke? Uh, like, I don't know. Everyone's like, my cousin went to Duke. I went to Duke. <laughs> <laughs> I ran to uh, people and everyone, like, class or oh, okay. something, something. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, class of something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, class or something. Oh, we went to Duke. He's like, yeah, man, I went to
0: Duke. I was okay. like, oh, cool, man. Okay. Like, you still keep an eye on Duke, Carolina, and of that stuff. But will you guys fill out a bracket? Because March Madness is coming. Is yeah. that is that still a part of your life?
1: I definitely fill out a bracket. Yeah, obviously, on. last year we had a team. Mm-hmm. Well, then we filled out brackets. Yeah, and yeah, some so. guys are obviously... You know they—they're just gonna go with their alma mater, mm-hmm. and obviously with us, we always have a good chance every year. So right. I feel comfortable and, and confident, always filling out the bracket. But I always watch—I always watch college basketball. I always, you know, watch Duke. I always want them to win. I still like have this in in my heart, like i always be wanting Carolina to lose. Mm-hmm. I know so you many Car- Carolina—I know lose. so many Carolina fans. <laughs> so anytime they lose, I can throw a quick jab. So the fact that they swept us this year, we ain't have. The National Player of the Year, but they swept us. My phone is still, yeah, going crazy with my boys.
0: With so many ACC guys in the league right now, is there ever trash talk? Is there ever like, does it go know. back that deep? I don't really. I'll be honest with you. I don't.
2: I don't watch college basketball like at all. I only okay. watch Duke. There, I watch Duke play. the ESPN, I watch Duke play. Other than that, like, I don't know who's coming out. Who's the top player? I've always just been like an NBA. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I just I love watching the NBA play. Like, that's just the playing style. I don't know why that is. You know Zion dude,
0: though. You said, "Do you, what kind of career do you feel like he could have in the NBA?" I like the, the way he's the built, the way he's sky's made up. Because mm-hmm.
2: he's, he's physically gifted beyond measure. So yeah, you know you can't put a. I can't predict what skills he'll develop. Like I don't know if he'll become this great of a shooter. The things he doesn't have yet, I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's really, but like you, what you do know is if he does develop them, then like he has the potential to be, like, this mega star. So, like, yeah. it's really untapped. He's one of those yeah. guys that you have to take a chance on. Because uh, even worst-case scenario, he has – the way the NBA is now and the floor is so spread because they're shooting on every team, his ability to get to the basket with his athleticism and the way refs call fouls so willingly if you're an aggressive player, um, it's going to be a tough time keeping him off the line next year. I mean, he's charging you full speed in, like, the front court. and the guy's 260, 270. <sighs> And he actually is really good with the ball, better than people think, getting to the basket. Um, you know, he's gonna be special.
0: Yeah, this is a road tripping podcast. So I do wanna to get to some questions about the road, how you guys exist, day in the life kind of thing. What is it like on a road trip? How much do you hang out at the hotel? How much do you feel like you can do what you wanna do and be a normal person?
1: Um, for me? Yeah, well, how do you feel
0: your time on the road?
1: Watch a lot of Netflix.
0: What are you watching right I'm now? Watching
1: not a lot of movies. I'm watching Unsolved right now. What's that? It's a new uh docuseries on Tupac and Biggie. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Their murders. I um, you... started it. So
0: And there's a whole bunch of stuff on Netflix like the, the serial killer shows, the murder That's shows.
1: But after a while you start <laughs> to feel funny, man.
0: Are you are you Seriously? walking around and, and identifying people like he's got some traits he might no, be like? No, I a- just like
2: you watch something you just start to get dark, like it gets yeah. real dark. You know, after yeah, you yeah. watch me, you feel funny. Like I can't believe there's humans out here yeah, to yeah, do yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, this. So okay. like you yeah, watch yeah. enough of it, it's like when you're YouTubing something and then you end up an hour later researching stuff that had nothing yeah, yeah, to do with YouTubing. Oh, you're in it. a hole. Yeah, yeah. And, like I re I, I was used I, I was watching something like it was like 2017 most cringe worthy news Video. So I'm watching like funny stuff. I end up like columbine shooting like no video you just sitting there like because once you watch them you're like fascinated to be like what happened like yeah so i watch like evil geniuses on netflix and then you watch the ted bundy tapes and then you watch all this stuff like i watch all of them okay man i would like sit there after and just be like <laughs> i'd have to touch my wife and just be like are you here I'd have to. I <laughs> one eye, but like she gonna try to kill me. Like, I, I just I don't like. That's why I stopped watching. them, I'm serious, I'm over it. Like I, I don't watch none of that stuff no more.
0: What about some comedies? You guys watch Friends. You guys watch The Office. The what, Office. I, how do you keep things light?
2: I mean, I'm listen. This is this is like a big thing in the NBA. If you're white, you watch The Office. Uh-huh. <laughs> not, if you're black, if you don't watch Martin, okay. you are not accepted in this. Okay. <laughs> it is like a big thing. Like so, when I came, I'm mixed, right? So I come to the team. <laughs> When we start talking about TV shows, <laughs> He's everybody, like, everybody, gets, the water right, everybody gets super, like, quiet. They're like, "Awesome, oh, what you like? Everybody be like. And, they're looking, yep. and you can see the white people just like, come on. <laughs> 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 like, like, come on. Because the white people are always outnumbered. There's only, like, one white guy a team in the NBA. <laughs> so it's, like, all 15 <laughs> of the guys on the bus like, you watch Martin, man? Yeah. You watch Martin? there's, like, that one white guy like, come on, man. Please. <laughs> and I, I never grew up. Like my older brother watches Martin, so I watched a little bit of Martin, uh-huh. but like I gravitated. I like dry humor, so The Office is like the funniest TV show I've ever seen. I've seen each episode like a hundred times,
0: it's so awkward. So I watched the,
2: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Andre,
1: that's Andre's show. Andre, Andre, oh my god, The
2: Office is the funniest show I've ever He'll seen. He'll be in my on a
1: plane just. Everybody sleep or just quiet. That's me. And he just dying dying
2: laughing. laughing. That's me. I'll be on the plane. The worst is like after a loss and everybody's on the plane, like, I'll be watching The Office and I'll just start crying, laughing. I'll catch myself like, (laughs) because I don't want people to be like, what's he doing? But I'll just, The Office, is that's my show.
0: I'm gonna start doing some Dwight Schrute lines for Andre. I you think. can't. What, you can you,
2: name a line, and I'll be able to tell you the episode and season. Like I'm that I've seen. Each, I've seen each episode Uh-oh. probably twenty to thirty-five times. What are
0: What are the Beat Farm episodes? What uh, I can't remember a quote, but oh, or when like there was a quote on the whiteboard, somebody said it, and then Michael Scott put his name underneath it, like he wanted to take credit for it. Oh, you're looking at me. We talking about
2: the Willy Wonka when he went up for the golden ticket. When he took credit for the golden ticket.
0: Um, One of those. Or he was like Gangsta Mike. Remember when he oh, had oh, the Prison Mike? Thank you. Prison
2: Mike. Yeah, Prison, you. Mike yeah. <laughs> Prison, Prison Mike. Who's huh? <laughs> <Prison Mike. laughs> so supposed to believe you just because you put that on? Yeah, that I. You know the hard thing about the office is like when you, it's very quotable. Uh-huh. But when you say it, if it's not like in Michael's awkward way, like it's not that's the that's the difference. Like Martin, you could quote stuff from it and it's very funny. Like. Because it's such a dry humor, The Office say, is not a great quotable TV show. You have to actually like watch it, and it's. Super I think fun. like
0: you could go up to anybody and say, "That's what she said," and everybody's gonna get it, though. I hope.
2: But that was, but that's what she said. has been around for so long. It though. has. But the, yeah, The Office did make it like, because he had to say it, or he couldn't help himself. He'd be like, "That's, yeah, that's what, what she said." said. <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. How about Fortnite on the road? Video games? No, no not your thing. Okay. Are there addicts, though, in the league? Young I don't guys know who any, are... I, mean, who I are, see, like,
2: Gordon Hayward is the only dude I know. I don't know anybody I don't know that plays. That. Okay. I, can't, I don't So it's all 2K? It.
0: That's what you guys like? I play Madden. Madden, okay. Yeah, I play
2: 2K only. That's the only video game I play. I try mm-hmm. to get into Grand Theft Auto, and mm-hmm. I uh, got into online Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. and people just take that... It's like you're actually playing against other people in Grand Theft Auto, but it's like a sim world type thing, and people just kept, like, shooting me and killing me. Um, I actually <laughs> had my real name. Like, it's Austin River. The name, oh. I, it was relentless. I couldn't... I would respond for like five seconds. Someone would just be there That's waiting. <laughs> I know, I'm no, out of here, man. No. I created a different name and I tried to like, I became the best drug dealer known to, known to <laughs> GT.
0: How yeah. about pampering yourself on the road? Did you see that story about guys getting pedicures? No, would that do be that. something to do? No? no? Have you no. ever tried it?
1: Yeah. I've, I've it feels gotten, really nice. I've gotten... With my girl before. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I do yeah. that, but like, there's some the guys with some jagged like, toenails, or like, bite. how do you, or like, what do you, you go to the spa at all? I mean, you, you think about care. it. We do
2: stay at
1: these every
0: hotel's a nice Four hotels.
2: Seasons or rents. Yeah. so like, you, the spas are usually the best. So I could actually see that guys going on an off day to go take care of themselves, but I don't, I don't, I don't. I, don't I, I just stay in the room and watch movies and TV shows. That's pretty much all I do. Is Netflix is like, um, I, I love Formula One racing. I'm big into cars. How'd you get into that? I don't even know man i got into it like six seven years old uh i have a huge model car collection now Mm -hmm. um uh and a real car collection i i I, that's all i spend my money if i spend anything on money like i'm not really into like jewels and i don't really go out to clubs and all that stuff like that my stuff is cars so i have a pretty nice car collection and um collectibles and i watch formula one racing i'm huge into formula one racing so uh they actually have a race today um first 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 race of the season so mm. I love that stuff.
0: All right. Help me wrap this up, Quinn. What are your favorite road cities for food?
1: Food. Um. Atlanta. I got some spots in the A.
0: It's the Wings, right? Yeah. What are your spots? Can you name some names for uh, the people? Wings
1: 101. Mm-hmm. Gotta go there. Best Wings to me in the country. I've
2: never heard of those. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. Wings 101.
1: Wings 101. Man, okay. What I else? Check that out. Yeah. It'll change your life. Where you put on what? I mean, obviously LA because you got so many different spots. New York, DC, obviously you, you I can go mm-hmm. and, and and eat spots that I grew up in stuff like that. So, but if I had to pick one spot, it would be Atlanta. So I get some wings.
0: You guys like sushi? I love sushi. You that? I don't. No. No. Why? Is it just the rawness on the? You don't like it? What do
1: you think? I mean, I don't like mm-hmm. a, I don't like
2: a like, raw sushi. I like, like, shrimp to pork, sushi and crab and lobster. I mean, I, I guess I do. I like a little bit of everything.
0: Okay. I like, like New Sushi York. is New York's raw. my
2: favorite place, to ah.
0: Uh, that's your I favorite city? I think New York city? has the
2: best restaurants in the world, mm-hmm. in my opinion. They have such a wide variety, the best Italian spots. I love Italian food. That's my favorite food. Um, L.A., too. L.A. is just a little Hollywood. All the best mm. restaurants are, like, so, like, who's who, and mm. it kind of gets a little
1: annoying.
0: Got it. We have talked about so much. Is there anything else you guys want <clears throat> to talk about while you have each other here?
1: We talk so much.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, there's probably like a million topics (laughs) could cover. I don't don't know. I can say what's the worst. What's the worst city to uh, on the road? What what city do you hate? Do you want
0: to answer a worst question? Oh, for me. Do it. Oh,
2: I don't care.
1: For me, Cleveland.
0: Cleveland's worst. Why?
1: I don't know. My family's there, so like they're like calling me all the time. (laughs) It's like muggy and it's cold.
0: Cleveland's definitely up there. What's your worst?
2: My my would probably be Cleveland. Mm.
0: Uh,
2: it's just always freezing there. And there's like, if you're there like a day in between, which teams don't even do anymore, like people stay, like you guys are staying here right now. So you guys don't have to go to OKC yeah. for two days. Like there's, no, there's, there's, there's nothing there's nothing to do. Like what do you do? Like what do you, and the whole, they don't have four seasons.
0: Mm-mm.
2: Although Cleveland does have that new Ritz-Carlton they just renovated. It. It's actually really nice. But you go to like Milwaukee or OKC or Detroit, these places don't have like these type of really nice hotels that you don't mind being in all day so like some of these places don't even have like you know movies on demand like, mm-hmm. if you don't have the movies on demand thing like it's all i'm, I'm in trouble no chance I'm in, i'll be like man that's why i got the ipad with the netflix on it now because i'm just like i can't it, mm-hmm. i don't like cold mm-hmm. i've never played I, I honestly think that's why dc didn't work out for me <laughs> <laughs> As soon as I got there and it was cold, I was like, I don't see myself playing well here. Like, I, I don't even know how this is going to work out. I've been in hot weather my whole life. I love, like, I don't mind coming outside and sweating. Like, you know, I'm used to being in a tank top, flip-flop, yeah, yeah. summer in, in Florida. It's humid. You sweat. I got there, and I had to actually buy a jacket, like, from there.
1: Different game.
2: Man, I was like, this shit is miserable, man. You can't do nothing there. I hated it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hate it. It's so cold up there.
0: Well, that's a wrap here in Houston now. And we want to thank Austin for joining us. Thank he you. is on Twitter, at AustinRivers25. Man on a mission. Quinn Cook, that's Q Cook 323 We got the Road Trip and Pod. Shout out to Road Trip and Pod in NBC Sports Bay Area. We're going to do this a couple more times for the rest of the season. So thank you for being our guest on this one. Thank, you. thank you, bro. Make sure to subscribe to the Road Trip and Podcast. Rate us five stars. Give us suggestions, feedback, whatever you want to see, some guest ideas, and we will keep this conversation rolling. Thank you, Quinn. Austin, appreciate it.
2: Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me.